Welcome back to 101, A Beginner's Guide to Life. We're excited to welcome you back in as we introduce to you the world of woodworking. Today, we'll be talking with Joel White. Joel has been woodworking his whole life, from projects for homes to decorative wood burning to home expansions. He has traveled as a medical missionary, and he's used these skills and more to serve hospitals around the world. When you're working with wood, remember to always use the proper protective equipment. All right. We are here today with Joel. Thanks for joining us, Joel. Yeah, man. It's my pleasure. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, my name is Joel White. I uh, currently live here with uh, my roommates, William, Trevor, and Cam in Richardson, Texas. Um, And I moved in with these guys probably about a month ago and been working here in Dallas area for the last year and a half working with uh, a group called Christian Health Service Corps. And what we do is we serve and we send long-term medical missionaries overseas. Um, So my job specifically has been for the last year and a half to uh, walk alongside those missionaries overseas with different programs and projects um, that they're establishing at their hospital or healthcare system. So anywhere between community health evangelism, kind of provincial health, to the more detailed, <coughs> uh, detailed, uh, the, the chronic uh, curative care stuff, so severe malnutrition programs or leprosy programs. And I just walk with them and, <coughs> and we look at the foundations of, of how, do we, how do we treat and care uh, for these people um, with uh, protecting their dignity and and how we establish all the structures of each program and those things. So I know what you're thinking, and that is how does it, what does it have to do with woodworking? And I, I was going to say, it sounds like that could be a podcast all on its own. <laughs> what you're learning right now is that Joel is a very interesting person who is full of like amazing stories and is just good at so many things. So <laughs> uh, some of the stories from him working overseas are crazy. They're awesome. So We'll have to bring him back to talk about those. So that's that's the hook for a later episode. But, but yeah, sounds good to me. So, so Joel, uh, we talked about you know you talked about going overseas and working with hospitals. Something you mentioned to me is that uh, your knowledge of woodworking has been really practical in those situations. Like, can you explain that a little bit more as we get in? Yeah, no, I'd love to. Um, so, so what that means is. Um, there have been moments overseas uh, in, in the bush, you know, in the rural areas where, um, you know, we work with these hospitals that have very little, little resources and, um, and, and getting supplies there is really hard. And so a lot of times there are opportunities, as we can talk about later, um, where woodworking becomes benefit to create what's needed. And if you have the practical skills um, or just the, the confidence in trying, um, it's pretty incredible what you can, what you can build. So we've built uh, baby warmers out of just wood, you know? So these are warmers for infants that are coming out that need, you know, when, you, when a baby's born, an infant's born, they put them, you know, how they 
you see that white pane glass always in movies and they're looking at babies and stuff. Well, sometimes they put them in warmers because they got to keep warm and, and that kind of jazz. Um, well, we don't have that kind of technology sometimes. Um, so we can actually build sort of a wooden box, kind of not an incubator, but a, a warmer of sort. Um, and so we've done that or in disaster situations, you may have a lot of scrap or whatever you bring your supplies in comes in maybe some wooden boxes. And so utilizing every single piece that you have to your benefit to create shelves, tables, gurneys to carry patients, um, <clears throat> different things like that, where, where it's just become a, it's been an evidence of, man, I'm really glad that I've had some practical skills um, and, and attempts at woodworking so that there's that confidence of, sure, let's try this. And let's 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 see what we can create. Um, so it wasn't anything glamorous or beautiful, uh, but it was very functional and, uh, and beneficial at that time. So cool. And is that how you got your skill woodworking, or did you have some before you started all of that? Oh no, yeah. So so uh, first off, man, I I I hold no claim that I have skills. Of any sort, um, but I do. We're gonna cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no, I think I think with most most things, uh, the, the, a good a good master of 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 a craft uh, is is always wanting to learn more, right? And so so I've I've done some really cool things and 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 built a lot of great projects that look nice and are functional, but and there's so much more that I can learn, right? So um, just, just that was that kind of, I'm very self-deprecating as well. So, <laughs> so that's, that'll come out uh, with, with the most things that I say. He says that as we sit in our home and I'm looking around, like, in, like most wood things in this house were built by Joel or built by <laughs> someone who was taught by Joel. So uh, I think there's only one piece of, one item in our kitchen that's made of wood. That's our kitchen table. That's not made from Joel. Everything else he built. So made from Joel. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got my own product line. That's right. <laughs> uh, no, but, but to answer your question, no, like um, woodworking has been a part of my life for, I mean, since the beginning, like, and you know, was born in, into a shed. No, that wasn't, Built your own crib. Built my own, <laughs> built my own crib, right? Built the barn I was born in. Uh, <laughs> no, so, but I, it was, it's, it was an interesting thing. Um, I was actually thinking about this today. Um, I've, I've seen the, the various different sides of, of woodworking on, on both sides of my family. So, growing up, my dad's family uh, are farmers, and so there was this very practical, uh, functional side of woodworking. Um, in farm work where, you know, whether that was fence building, patio building, additions to houses, you know, or, or, hey, this is broke and we got to go back and fix it. Um, there was a very practical side of woodworking on that end that I, that I grew up doing. Um, and with that uh, grew a point of saying, hey, instead of buying something, can we make it? Um, and looking at a project and saying, yeah, we'll, we'll try that. Um, and we'll try and try and try until it's, we're completely hopeless and then, and then we'll go buy it. <laughs> but that, that doesn't happen very often. Um, 
which is a hopefully an encouraging thing uh, that we can talk about later. But um, to those who want to try woodworking and get into it, um, but and then and then you had my mom's side growing up, um, where my grandfather, uh, his my mom's dad, um, got diagnosed when I was just born with a very rare blood disease, and uh, the doctors gave him like a year to live. And so we, we got closer to them, moved, moved down South Texas and to be closer to them. And, and my grandfather began doing woodworking, um, as this time of hobby and, um, and he was sick and, you know, didn't know how long he had. And, and he just started doing woodworking. Well, he ended up living 11 years, um, which was incredible. Wow. And, uh, and in that time, he taught, he self-taught himself how to be a carver. Um, so this is wood carving. So wood carving being very artistic, very, very much, uh, you know, uh, a cowboy, you know, out of a log or, or uh, he built this, he, he always loved to do animals, you know, different fish and did a big alligator once and, and he won tons of awards in Texas and in the Southern states for carving. Um, all self-taught and, and it was just a uh, beautiful works of art. And so you've got to so growing up, I've, I, I got to experience um, just what, what, what both sides could look like um, the beauty of both sides. Um, and, uh, and that's kind of what led me to begin on my own and to find, you know, define what I do now and stuff. So so when you say the two sides of woodworking, uh, if you were to like summarize those into just a couple phrases, what would you say they are? Yeah. So I think, I think, um, you know, when you, when you think about, when you picture a woodworker, you say like, oh, I'm a woodworker. Um, I think we all can conjure up an image in our minds of maybe not the same thing, but, but that image can go to like, you know, you got the woodsman or whatever and, you know, he builds canoes. Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson's a woodworker, man. He, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but but woodworking is very broad. Um, it has lots of avenues that you can go down. Um, you know, there's, uh, and so, so I, I don't know how many caveats or, or genres uh, are are the are the wiki on the Wikipedia page for woodworking, uh, but. <laughs> Um, in my mind, there's, there's, you've got the functional, you've got, um, what's everyday use, what's going to be, going to be well-worn. Um, and then you almost have the, the artistic side, um, not to say table furniture is not artistic by no means like that is an art. Um, but I'm saying like the more stuff that, that you really don't touch, it's more, um, refined and, uh, you, you, up for display and less for use, right? And so, yeah, maybe an example of that might be like a. I think of uh, old time clocks that were made of wood that had birds painted on it or something, and which really doesn't excite me. But you know, some some people it does, and um, or a carving, right? And, and there's that that art piece that's that's there, so. So that's kind of the realm that I'm thinking of. If you've got the real functional, um, what am I building that I can sit at, use, and those things? And then what are the things that 
go more into a creative detailed side that I want people to observe mm -hmm. and to really just like see the little marks and mm -hmm. those kind of things. That's really funny to me because my girlfriend's grandfather is a carpenter um, and he made a cutting board for her just as a, a gift at one point in time. And it is just this absolutely beautiful, like crisscross, like different types mm -hmm. of wood, different shades of wood. Um, and it's just this amazing pattern. And it's so beautiful that she got it as a gift and now she like puts it on display. So like sometimes she hangs it on a wall or like she'll use it as like a centerpiece. And it's, you know, he made it to be this practical cutting board for her. And it's just too beautiful. She can't bring, she's never used it as a cutting board. It's just an art piece to her. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and my roommate made a cutting board and, uh, and his, his first response was, I don't want to use this. He's talking about me. <laughs> I have a cutting board that I made that Joel like walked me through the process of making. And I'm like, I'm never using this for cutting. Like I don't want to ruin it. So, yeah. but mine is much less pretty. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. And, 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 and I think, I think Kane, you bring up a great point um, that, that hopefully debunks a lot of people's thinking that the functional doesn't have to be pretty or the functional, uh, isn't artistic because like, you know, just like that functional cutting board is, is, is something to observe at the same time. It's probably got really good wood and it's probably great for a cutting board. And, and I love I, just for me, like, I love beautiful things. I love, I love the, the pieces of art that, that you observe, but I'm almost, I'm kind of in that same realm where like, I want to make it look nice and, and cool, but I want to be able to use it. And I think being able to use that is even cooler. Yeah. Um, but that's really neat. Um, you should totally have your, your grand, your girlfriend's grandfather, girlfriend's grandfather. I was going to say grandfather, yeah. law, but I was like, nah, <laughs> not, yet. not yet. Fingers crossed Hey, <laughs> for all you girlfriends out there of Hayden. All of them. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> shout out to shout out to that one. This just very quickly went from brownie points to an argument. That's so right. Gonna be great. Courtney is fine. Phyllis <laughs> is fine. I was I was I was gonna say her name, but then I realized I don't know her name. So. <laughs> uh, well, well, we can cut this out, right? Hayden <laughs> edits it, so uh, it's up to him what it says. If it says it, that's on him. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, cool. So, Joel, I know you and I had talked earlier about of all the the ways we could go. Is that we want to we want to go very practical because if if someone's listening who's never done woodworking, um, and they wanted to start tomorrow, it might be hard for them to start with the like overly aesthetic or even like the building of a side of a house kind of thing, expanding sure. a house. Um, so like starting starting right at the basics. Um, yeah. what uh, what would you say? are like your go-to tools and what do they do? Yeah. So I thought uh, uh, it's a great question. And um, I think uh, the, the first thing, the first tool in your hypothetical toolbox that you need, um, I think is uh, first an understanding of, of, of what you want to, what you want to do. Right. Um, a lot, a lot of, a lot, I know lots of people who will just go buy tools to have them because other people have them, right? And uh, you know, if you got the money and you've got the space and you want to do that, 
go ahead. Um, but then even when you have the tools, you're going to have to figure out, okay, what am I going to do? Um, and that's kind of why I love starting with the, the idea of, of understanding maybe the two sides or the multiple sides. And um, because even within, um, there's, a, there's a place to start with, with each side, the artistic side and the, and, you know, that, that, or the, how did you say? The, the functional? Uh, yeah, the functional, but y y I think you used a different term for the artistic. Um, aesthetic. Aesthetic. Yeah, the aesthetic side. Um, and I think, I think on both terms, um, looking around you, so let's take functional. Um, if you just, if you're sitting in your house right now or, or, or wherever and you looked around and you said, um, you know, I don't have a cutting board. You know, we, we just talked about a cutting board. And, um, what would it be like for me to make a cutting board? Um, right there, you, you've already established what, you're, what you think you might want to make. You've already got uh, kind of a, a purpose of, of, of doing the project. Um, and, and, uh, and then you can take the next step forwards to say, okay, what, what might it take to, to build that? Um, or the aesthetic side, um, you, you might still look around your house and you'd be like, you know, I have a, have a, I have a space on my empty wall. I'd love to fill it. And, and I really would like to do something with my hands. Um, and then you start, okay, well, what, what might that look like? Well, maybe you really love clocks with birds on them, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, you know, there you go. Now you've, now you've just started down the road of, of the possibilities of what it might turn into and look like. Um, so I think, I think it's important just to, to establish, okay, what, what, what might I want to do in that? Um, so let's, let's look at the functional. If we looked at the functional side and said, and I want to build a cutting board. Um, well, there's, there's a few things you'll need um, to even help you figure out what that cutting board is going to look like. Um, one, a, a pencil. And get a pencil and a piece of paper. And for any project you get, um, you know, just like rough draw it out. Be like, I want a square. Okay, well. And, and, or, or I, I kind of want it to look live edged or, or wonky or whatever, you know, to each its own. Um, <laughs> what does live edged mean? Sorry. Uh, yeah. So, so live edge is, is when, when you cut a tree down, right. And you've got this trunk of a tree um, and you start slicing that into what we call slabs or, or planed um, lumber right? Um, if you just took a section out of that tree, you're going to have, you're going to have your middle part. That's going to be, be your, 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 your wood, right? Your, your, your pine or whatever. And then you're still going to have that bark. Um, and, and what you've got the bark and then you've got what we call the sap wood. Um, and, and, and I'm looking at a piece of furniture that I made right now. It's a coffee, it's a little coffee table that we made for our living room and it's live edge. Um, and there's a different shade in that wood. There's this maybe a lighter white kind of shade. And that's what we call sapwood. Um, and on that, on that sapwood on the, on the outside, it's this uh, live uh, natural movement in the wood. And that's what we call the, the live edge and stuff. It's like stripping the bark off and then, 
and then that 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 skin, that first layer of wood uh, before you get to the to the real timber underneath. Does that make sense? Yes. Sorry, I interrupted your tool talk. I was just curious no, when no. you said live edge. I was like, that's a question I would have. Yeah. Also, he I made a note for later because it was a question I did have. <laughs> he says coffee table. I'm looking at it. it is a a set of shelves that we literally store our coffee on. So uh, that's what that means. <laughs> as um, I pour coffee. As he pours coffee. Um, we have a lot of coffee in our house. So sorry, Joel. Continue. You talked about sketching it out. What other tools would you say? Yeah. So so, so when you sketch it out, you, you know, some people work that work well with it. Some people don't need to, to draw it out and stuff. You got an image. Um, but, 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 but say we just want to, we want to, we want a simple squared rectangle um, cutting board. Um, and, and, and and then I would suggest always getting a, a measuring tape um, and, and looking around your counter and saying, what's, what's practical? What's a, what's a uh, useful size for me? Um, you know, if you live, you know, and your surroundings matter, I think in woodworking um, also in giving you confidence and uh, realistic of what you can do. So, I've made, I've made projects when I'm in an apartment and I don't have a garage or I have like a super tiny counter space. Um, there are still things you can do. Um, but, but I need to look at what, what, what's going to be realistic, right. In my strand. So, so take, you know, if you've got a normal house, like we're sitting in right now, um, I say normal, uh, I don't know. Maybe this is normal. Um, I don't want to get I get too much in the weeds there. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we've got maybe 35 inches from the wall from of counter space. Um, and then we've got an island and, and stuff. And, well, I don't want to I don't want a 35 inch cutting board because, you know, we still that's just going to take up way too much space and. And I don't need to utilize that. And so, you know, having that ruler can just give you an example of, okay, this is kind of the size I want, you know, maybe 12 inches deep. And I say deep, uh, you know, long or, or wide or whatever. And then, and then we'll go with wide. So 12 inches wide and, uh, you know, maybe, uh, 20 inches long and, um, you say that 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 looks that looks good. I can have a good amount of space for a lot of meat or something that you use, um, you know, or maybe you're like, yeah, I all I need is like maybe a, a ten inch by ten inch, ten inch by eight inch uh, cutting board. I don't, I don't use cutting boards a whole lot. It'd be really cool to have one, um, but I don't have I don't have really big knives and stuff. And and so that gives you kind of a, a better image of okay, cool. Now we know what we're gonna do. And then we can go look at uh, wood, right? And, and, and all projects, and you say, well, where's the tools? What tools do you need? Well, you got to think about, got to think about these things, right? Um, before you before you go into that, and um, for for cutting board, it, it's a uh, give you guys encouragement. It's pretty easy, you know. Uh, they you can get real detailed and super nice, uh, kind of like your grandfather Hayden. Um, did like where he had multiple maybe angled uh, slats in there and in different woods. And I say a slat, a slat is just uh, just a thin piece of wood 
you know, um, and uh, and you can do different patterns and and that gets more detailed and and, and a little bit of a harder, uh, more skilled practice to do. But um, it, in general, cutting board can be pretty easy, right? Um, so so when you're looking at cutting boards, wood matters. If you choose the wrong wood, um, it'll absorb too much, too easily. And then bacteria will get in there <clears throat> and then it'll rot and that's no bueno. Or there's wood that's toxic and stuff. So, so there's wood that when you sand it, you, you have to wear a mask. Uh, I do wood burning. There's some woods you don't want to burn. Um, wood that's reclaimed or something, you really need to be careful because of what people have put on it. Different, different stains, different, um, you know, different protection and all that. Um, you know, knowing where your wood's been <laughs> really is a benefit. Um, and then, and then with cutting boards, you kind of want to, uh, you, you want something with a closer grain. And what a grain is, is, is that, uh, so good example. If you, if you went and, if you went to Home Depot and you walked around the lumber section of Home Depot and you walked over to what they call two by fours and two by four being two inches by four inches um, and you rubbed your hand across it, you're going to feel maybe some dimples or like some little ruffle and you look at it and there might be these lines that go across or, or these eyes and knots and stuff. Well, grain is, is kind of the layers of sort of that wood. Um, and so pine, pine's got a, a very wide grain, uh, very porous material, uh, and it's soft. The tighter the grain, uh, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be harder to, to, to absorb material, right? And so, so you might want a, a harder wood or, or um, a tighter grain for cutting boards. And then, and then you say, okay, I've got my realm of, of what I would look for in wood. Um, and then you'd go to Home Depot or something or the closest place that would have that maybe. And, um, and you start picking out your wood, right? And um, when you pick out your wood, uh, you're going to think about, again, going back to your drawing, going back to this idea of what, what you might want to look at as, as a cutting board. If I want if I want a cutting board that has three different types of wood in it, that means I'm gonna to have to cut three different woods of similar shape or 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 maybe different shapes and stuff. So right then and there, I need something to cut with, right? Um, <clears throat> or you just want maybe you want just a single block of wood. Uh, William Williams made a, a beautiful cutting board that's in our house, that's, that's you know, very pleasurable to, to see in the eye. He made his cutting board out of black walnut. Black walnut's a beautiful wood. It's got, it, it's really cool. It's kind of like black walnut. It's, it's almost like looking inside of a lake. Like, and I'm looking at a picture of a lake right now. And it really is because you've got the surface. But then within the wood pattern, if you move your head a little or if you change perception you can you can see the 
maybe some coloring difference underneath the water and in this kind of a, a mirage of, of sort or not a mirage, but just this shift. Um, and uh, if you're looking at a picture of a lake, it doesn't do that very much, but <laughs> like, you know, you, you, you get this sense that there's something underneath and, and black walnut's beautiful in that way. Um, and so, uh, you know, if you just want a slab of that, then, then you're just looking for one slab and you're looking for one cut almost, you know? Um, but I think, I think you guys can, can get where I'm going on that. So, so, so we, you say we need a cut, you need, you got your measuring tape already because you know how long you need it. Um, and then when you, when you cut the wood, you're going to need to glue it together because if you can have multiple pieces of wood, you need something to glue it together with. And then when you glue it, on most things that you do with woodworking and glue, uh, you need something to really make it tight and bind together because you almost want to make it uh, a whole new uh, slab of wood, right? All together. So as tight as you can, so nothing can absorb in between the cracks and stuff. So you want to get that really tight. Um, and then, and then most people, you know, you'd like, you'd like it to be smooth. You'd like it to not be super noticeable that this is wood and get splinters all over your hand every time you're cutting a piece of cucumber or something. And I guess people use cutting boards for cucumbers. I don't know. But, uh, so, so with that whole thing, you're thinking about the process and you say, okay, well, looking back at where, what do I have available to me living space-wise? This is a big thing. Um, and this is, can be a big discouragement to a lot of people where say you live in a second story apartment, you probably don't have a garage. If anything, you probably don't, you, you may not even have uh, uh, an outdoor patio or something. Maybe you do. Um, taking that into account, takes an account of, of, of what you should get or what could, how can you still build this with the space around you? Um, it's been pretty interesting. Uh, I've, I've lived in different scenarios and, uh, and, and had to figure out how to build this, build a project um, in, in these different scenarios of living space. You know, I lived in a place that I didn't have a garage and I didn't have much of an outdoors uh, patio and but I had a lot of tools and I still wanted to do wood projects. So I just, I literally made a, a, a little workbench inside my house. And thankfully I had a little, like a little uh, wooden floors and stuff. So, so that got me good at, okay, I'm still going to do this project. Um, I might get my floors dirty and stuff. That just means um, I, I get to work on cleaning <laughs> and cleaning up uh, and doing that well. Um, uh, or, or I've done it when I was in college and did woodworking and I didn't have a workbench. I didn't have any of those things, um, but I had a little rail on my, on my outdoor patio in my apartment. And so that was, that was what I clamped onto and stuff. And that's what I used as like a little, little lever. So when I sawed, I had something to put it on. Um, it's pretty MacGyverish and stuff. Um, but it, it still works. And, and just thinking about those things, uh, the space around you um, can help give, hopefully, you, you confidence saying, I can still do this. Um, uh, I just need to know what's going to be 
a realistic thing for me to, to use. Um, so, so when you're thinking about cutting wood, um, you've got hand saws and you've got table saws, um, or you've got the in-between that's uh, really in-between, it's called a circular saw. Very mobile, um, you can go and buy it at any home, any store really, you know, any hardware store and uh, it, it uses a battery and it's pretty easy. Uh, there's, there's benefits to each one uh, and then there's downsides to each one. We don't have to go into those, but um, most people can, can house a circular saw. Um, if you go and buy a circular saw uh, and you don't have much space for a table saw, you know, that kind of thing that might be a good option for you. And, um, what you would want to do is, you know, find a, find a, find a solid surface to put your wood down. Um, and then we talked about, you know, we need something to, to, to really hold everything together and make it tight. Um, that goes to my next tool that, that's been really beneficial. Um, everybody should have, uh, is clamps and clamps are so nice. Uh, I've used clamps for almost anything and everything, whether it's sanding, cutting, or or drilling. Like you know, a clamp is is a is a great, pretty cheap tool that you that, that you can use for a lot of things. And um, so, getting some clamps and, uh, and what do, what do clamps do? I I know what the word clamp means, yeah. but can you explain how this works? Um. Other than just saying it clamps things, like uh, <laughs> I mean, like so, so, so you, you know, you want so, so when you when you cut something, when you 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 sand something or whatever, um, you don't want that piece of wood that you're working on to move. Um, the more it moves, the less control you have, and the easier it is for you to mess up. Um, whether you're trying to cut in a straight line or uh, sand everything evenly, um, you really want to just little as possible have more control over that wood uh so a clamp a clamp's just a mechanism that's going to bind that's just going to really grab onto to, to two objects and and not let them go kind of thing uh things that you can let go of and it'll it'll stay so when you talk about the cutting board and you you, you bind it together would you use a clamp to hold hold the pieces together because I wouldn't want to just like stand there pushing it myself. Yeah. So whatever whatever type of saw that you use, you know, you, you cut your you cut your pieces of wood that you want. Um, if you've got more than two pieces of wood, uh, you'd get a clamp and then you'd go you you you'd buy some wood glue. Uh, there's there's different glue. Don't just use Elmer's glue. Um, you know you can. Uh, don't don't let anyone else use your cutting board and stuff because <laughs> no bueno. Um, but there's there's specific wood glue out there. Uh, Gorilla Glue makes a, a type of wood glue and, and those things. <clears throat> um, and wood glue is really nice also because it it's easy to sand off, which is another important thing. Uh, Gorilla Glue is really nice. It can be really hard to sand off, and it's a little different color. Uh, wood glue it can 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 almost just take on this this uh this normal looking finish pretty easily um so those are things to consider and think about um so so when you cut your wood you make them straight as straight as you can um uh then you get your wood glue 
put wood glue all up and down those edges and, and then you hit those piece those two slabs together and you get your clamp and <clears throat> what's really nice is that if you have a long enough clamp you can flip it under and the two braces because a, a clamp's going to have a metal rod and stuff and, and those two braces i would i would suggest having two clamps um can act as a as a automatic leveler you know um because you push that wood down to that 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 metal bar and it just uh, it, it'll make it even that wood to those metal bars it doesn't matter your surface as long as those those two two bars are parallel together it's going to be the same straightness of line and stuff and so that that's a that's a very simple way to to try your hardest to get that uh, straight and, and and flat and then you put it you put that and you clamp those those pieces together and you do it as tight as you can and then you leave it you leave it for a couple hours come back take the clamps off uh you can kind of fiddle with it and stuff make sure everything's stuck and and then to make everything smooth you you get some sandpaper sandpaper is a beautiful thing man uh <clears throat> whether it be therapeutic time or 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 uh <clears throat> you know you just love the smell of wood um which you know you can just take a piece of sandpaper and a piece of wood outside and just like you're some kind of heroin addict or whatever and just start <laughs> standing wood and smelling the, the sawdust. Don't do that. Don't just go sniff sawdust. That's bad, bad thing. But, uh, <laughs> but no, like the, there's, there's, there's a, I, I do enjoy sanding and just the process um, and, and stuff. And uh, so when you sand, uh, you're going to, you're going to go and try to buy some sandpaper and you're going to see like these big numbers of like 600 or, or 400, 325 or, or whatever. Uh, and you're like, is this the price or whatever? No, it's not the price. Um, it's the grain. Okay. So, uh, sandpaper has got little divots and little teeth, if you will, in the paper. So the, the higher the number, the more teeth and the more divots. So the finer of grain. Uh, so think about that and like just so so if you want to take big chunks off your wood and you're like man this is a rough piece of wood i need i need a lot to to, to come off it you're going to get like a, a number 50 or 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 even you know they go to like 10 sometimes but that's that can be kind of crazy but you know 50 or 80 um and then when you try to get it as smooth as possible. Then you go to higher numbers and that higher grain. So you go from 50 to, to maybe 80 and then to maybe uh, 150 to two, 250, 300, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I've got, I've got same paper that's 600. And when you get to that point, it just makes things super smooth and it's, feels so nice. It's just a roll of Charmin he rubs on his wood at the end. Exactly. It's just toilet paper he just <laughs> right. rubs on. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, they make, they make some really fine sandpaper out there. You're like, this does nothing. Like, <laughs> what does this do? It's, it's, it's literally a It's sponge. a sheet of paper. It's yeah. a sheet of paper. Um, and so, um, and, and that's, and, and you'll find this out, like, whenever you walk into any hardware store there's 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 so many things out there mm -hmm. and, and and you could go super convenient 
where they make a tool for every single thing. Or you can make do with, with the very bare minimum and stuff and, uh, and those things. So, so when you sand things down and you get down to what, where you want it, for a cutting board, you're not putting a stain. Don't put a stain on the cutting board. That's just that there's there's toxins in there that and it's it usually stain is not stain stain can be uh, wood safe and stuff and um, but a lot of times if you're going to use something that's stained for for eating or, or whatever you're going to need to put uh, a poly on it and a poly it's polyurethane polyurethane eh, something like that um, it's just a layer of, of of gloss and protection you know and, and, and stuff. Um, this gets more down to personality, more down to what would you like to have? For me, I like things that feel as natural as can and look as natural as can. Like, so when I make a cutting board, um, when I'm done sanding it and I wipe it all down off, I want to use, uh, 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 an oil based kind of thing. Uh, don't, don't use, don't use linseed oil. You can use linseed oil, I think. Um, but there's some oils that you don't want to use and, and they make specific oils for cutting board. I've got walrus oil out there. Uh, it's not made from walruses, but it's, it's the brand that's called walrus oil. And, uh, and, 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 and what that'll do is it'll bring up the natural color of the wood, uh, make it real pretty. And, you know, if you have a piece of wood like black walnut and stuff, it'll bring out those those, those little mirages and stuff that you can see. It's really pretty. Um, so Walrus Oil, if you're listening, we do accept sponsorships. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. it sounds like we're sponsoring Home Depot this episode. But. That's right. <laughs> oh, I've already mentioned it twice, right? Um, so, yeah, so so... So, so you oil down your, your, your wood and cutting board and, and boom, like, you, you know, you've, you let that sit and dry for 24 hours and, and you can wash it down and re-oil it and whatever you want it and stuff, but that should be pretty, pretty safe to use. And, um, and then with cutting boards, if you use it, the more you use it, the more often kind of like, kind of like changing your oil. Um, the more you drive, the more often you're going to change your oil kind of thing. Um, there's kind of a, a set pre-work requisite of, you know, every year, or every six months, re-oil your, your cutting board. But, um, if you use it a lot, wash it a lot, you might re-oil three times, uh, every three months or whatever, that kind of thing. What I loved about making my cutting board when you taught me is just that I, I mean, we got to go. So Joel's parents still live on a farm. We got to go down and use their tools and they have all these fancy tools. Um, so I just got to play with a few of them and, and Joel got to sit there and teach me, Hey, this is what this does. And this is why it does what it does. And so uh, a cutting board is really fun because it's really simple, but I just felt like I got to learn so much doing something really simple um, that, that I could basically guarantee was going to turn out good because I just took a rectangular piece of wood and made it smaller, but, uh, but it, it was really fun. So and, you know, I think, I think, you know, the, the question of what tools do I need or what's the best tool to have is really hard if you don't know kind of the direction that you're going, right? Um, 
because you don't need anything that I said if you're building, well, that's not true. Depending on what you're building, you you may not need glue, right? You may not need these things. You may need other things and um, depending on where you live and and that kind of thing. Um, So, so, but what I do, what I do love about woodworking and, you know, I first said like the first thing off, figure out what, you know, look around you and kind of thing. I kind of mentioned this before, but um, I think, I think a big thing that you need to, to do is just find some, find the confidence to try and, and having that confidence to try will lead you to, to actually, you know, putting your hands to it and, and, and doing this. And then you're going to figure out, I can do this. I, 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 I made bread the other, the other day for the first time. And it's quarantine. Everyone's making bread. Yeah. Everyone's making bread. Right. So I got done making the bread and we cut into it and we tasted it and whatever. And I told my brother and I told him, I told William, uh, I said the, the number one thing that I learned from, from this is I can make bread. And it's really good. And, I, and it's, and it's not the fact that it was good, but it's the fact that I, I can do this. I have the, I have the space. I have the ability um, to, to, to do those steps. Right. Um, that confidence to try the confidence to do that gave me the assurance of, Hey, I can, I can do this. So, so if you can find the confidence to, to try and, and, and put your hands to it, it may not come out good. Um, but you'll, you'll realize like, Oh, I can, I can cut wood where I live or I can, I can, I can glue this. I can do these things. Um, I can build this. I may need to do it again, you know, but, but I can do it. Um, and, and I think, I think that can go for, for a lot of things, just confidence to try. Um, and, and, uh, yeah. So, uh, Joel, I just think this is a fun question. It's not necessarily for our listeners, but it's for me. What is your uh, favorite type of wood to use? Do you have one you use most often or? Oh, man. Um, well, I mean, I've already talked about black walnut so much. <laughs> um, favorite type of wood. Well, cedar just smells fantastic. You know, if you can sand cedar, you know, just uh, I'll, I'll put a piece of cedar in my truck and we'll just, you know, it's like a air freshener of sort. Um, but uh no, everything's everything's so different. I will say cedar, I get frustrated with because it gets it, it's really soft, it's beautiful, but it, it, if I'm making legs out of it, um, there's only a certain thickness I can go before it just it becomes useless and breaks way too easy. So that's a little frustrating for the functionality side of of, of what I like to make or. Um, aesthetically, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to go back to black walnut because I've wood burned on black walnut and, and it's, I just love it. I like darker things. I like the darker stains. Um, and, uh, and I, that's just been a, a fun wood to, to, to play with. So, Yeah. 
So I know we talked about obviously some of the very basic tools, you know, you've got saws, sandpaper and clamps. Um, obviously, you know, you kind of mentioned what you need varies based on the actual project you're taking on. What would you say are the most essential? What, what tools, you know, besides the three we just named yeah. get used the most? Yeah. Um, I'm a big advocate that, that you should, uh, I think everyone should put their hands to trying to fix what's around them before, before trying to hire someone else. Right. And so functionality also comes with it of like, you know, you, you need, you need a, a screwdriver, you know, whether that's uh, mechanical of, uh, or, or, uh, uh, you know, battery powered, you know, um, that that's super beneficial, especially if you're making like a table or furniture, maybe a coffee table, Screwdrivers, electrical screwdriver, screwdriver, really beneficial, um, and and you can and that's pretty versatile as well. Um, you can buy different bits and and that kind of thing. That's nice, um, and, and they make things so convenient now where you can buy a set, and if you plan it right, you know, and go to some of these big box place, you know, places. Uh, Home yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say it again. Um, you know, wherever Lowe's, let's, let's be, let's be diverse here. Home Depot. Oh, no, we're yeah. not Lowe's. Home Depot. People. You can still sponsor us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you know, you, 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 go during Christmas or whatever, and you can buy a, a, a set for, for, uh, pretty, pretty reasonably cheap. Um, and, uh, and the set might give you uh, a screwdriver, um, a circular saw, and, uh, 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 you know, in those things. Um, also, I will say this, the most, the most critical things that you will use for almost every project, um, a level. Okay. So, so you get, I, I'd always be an advocate of a, of a pretty mid-sized level. So level being, uh, maybe a good foot. 12 inches um that's going to be beneficial for 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 normal things whether you're hanging a shelf or 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 um you know building a cutting board and stuff you want to see if that thing's level or or whatever um a ruler you know a measuring tape of that of that sort um you know pencils are so nice i just i use a lot of pencils for everything, marking on the wood, this kind of things. Um, I use my circular saw a lot. Um, I've used it in various ways and ways that it's not supposed to be used probably, but I have, <laughs> I have made it work and, um, uh, circular saws are nice. Uh, man, clamps again, clamps, clamps are so, so nice. Um, and then everybody needs a hammer, hammer and, and, and some, uh, uh, some of those kind of hand tools and stuff. Um, and, and, and my process of buying tools, uh, I've never been one that has had like, uh, just a lot of money to spend. Uh, but I just slowly over the years, just buy one or two more pieces that I can, that I need, that I found as I go through projects. Man, it would be so nice and so much simpler if I had this, 
Um, and I ended up doing this a lot or whatever, and, and I'll just um, get that piece later on kind of thing to, to add. Um, and so, yeah, we have a friend, uh, Joel and I do, uh, who I don't think listens so I can compliment his work because now he won't hear it. Um, so our friend Brandon uh, has just started upgrading his tools. Um, but, uh, but Brandon has done some, some great projects with just a drill and a saw. Um, and I've been really impressed with uh, stuff he's put together with very simple tools uh, that just when you practice, um, he, he can put some, some great stuff together. Uh, so you don't really need yeah. fancy stuff to, to do that. And, and it's really funny. I'm actually getting, I'm actually like, it comes to a point where like, I want to learn how to do more of the, the things with my own hands, like the hand tools and stuff and going back old school where you plane things with your hand or what is planning? <laughs> uh, so planning is, is, is making the surface uh, of, uh, of your, your piece of wood, your, your, your slab of wood uh, as straight as possible. Um, so they make electrical planers where it's a, it's a, it's a metal knife of sort that rotates and, and it will cut a certain amount of piece uh, of, of wood off that, that top level. It's like a, it's like, instead of sanding, you're literally just making a smaller cut across the top of the wood of sort. And so a hand planer is just a, a blade that you, you've got and you're sliding across the surface and you're trying to get it all level. So. Yeah. But yeah, the, those, those are the kind of things that like, I'd love to get into. Um, and, and, uh, just takes, takes time. And I don't have all the money to, to do that kind of stuff sometimes. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm now being very self-deprecating again. So that's fine. Sorry. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, but, but that goes, you know, we, we talked a lot about the functional side of things. When you think about the artistic side, uh, I, it, it's 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 very similar uh, with with my grandfather and him teaching me how to carve. Uh, I he's got all these tools and, and really nice knives uh, and stuff, and he made all this really nice stuff. Um, and, and, I, and I always thought, oh, I need all those. And he's like, no, you just need this, and it's just one little knife uh, that and stuff, and and it's and just takes a long time. And, um, but as I've gotten older, like I've realized, yeah, that's all you need. You just need that one thing. <laughs> and, and it'd be really nice to have all these other knives and other tools. Uh, and, and one day you can get to that. Um, uh, if, if, if available or like wood burning, I went and bought a wood burner at Walmart for, for 10 bucks. And I just started wood burning little things that I, I liked, I wanted, uh, and it was terrible, but <laughs> it, was, uh, it was just one of those things. So, uh, and uh, so, so just going out there, take, taking a piece of tool and, and just, just playing with it and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun. So, but we got another question if we've got a minute. Um, Oh, my time Do is you... valuable, Hayden. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> I know you don't have time to plane yourself. Clearly, you're a busy man. <laughs> um so my question are obviously you learned at a very young age 
Um, and I don't think our average listener is the age you were when you learned. Um, with that in mind, are there any sort of online resources that you find useful uh, in terms of where people are starting out? We don't all have, you know, grandfathers yeah. and, uh, and parents that can teach us how to do something like this. So do you have any, like, you know, any tutorials you recommend, any websites, blogs? Yeah. Books. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, so, so I did a lot of woodworking with my family growing up. Um, but it was, it was very different for me to embark on my own and to make it my own and my own process. If that makes any sense where, um, I'm not relying on others to make the initiative to start a project and stuff. So it actually did take me until college to be like, I want to, I want to make something on my own initiative. Um, so I don't know if that's still pretty young and that might, and that was, I would say, yeah, it's still pretty young, uh, to, to start. Um, but the, what, what helped me the most, actually, I remember give, getting, I, I don't know, you, you can't see me. Um, and not, I don't know, it, it, it shocked my roommate at the time when he found out. But what helped me the most was getting a Pinterest. And, and I love Pinterest. And I'm not, a, I'm not ashamed to say it. Like, I've, I've found <laughs> so many, so many cool projects on Pinterest. Uh, but, but, you know, you're in college and, you know, Pinterest, Pinterest is for, you know, lame people or whatever, or, or you know, uh, and, and it was this, uh, but no, but Pinterest was, was this, and has been a, a great resource for me to, to kind of just run down rabbit holes of, Hey, I, I want, I'm thinking of a coffee table. I have something in my mind. Let me see what others have done. And then my, and then just things start, you start running down all these rabbit holes and it's really pretty. And you're like, ah, oh, I could do that. Or, or, Hey, I could try, Oh, Hey, I could try that or, or whatever. And so that's, that's been a benefit. Um, a lot of times Pinterest, uh, kind of like YouTube will have, you know, uh, related subjects that, that say, well, how do you make, you know, this or whatever, kind of like a recipe. And, um, so Pinterest has been a big, big factor for me. Um, books, man, I think with everything, people try to go real deep in the theology of, of all our hobbies of, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I tie flies for fly fishing and people have written books on ties, tying flies. And I'm like, why do I want to read about the different threads that you, that you know, I don't want to do that. Um, but people have written books on, on woodworking and, uh, and they're out there. I'm sure you can find them. Um, YouTube videos. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm a pretty visual guy. If I can see someone do it, I can like, Oh, cool. I can, I'll go try that. What is your current favorite woodworking video, Joel? Oh man. It, okay. Yeah. This will be a shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> well, it's not a shameless plug. If it's not for me. Right. Um, dude, if these guys could sponsor you. Oh man. Um, <clears throat> so, so listeners, just close your <laughs> eyes and just imagine just just the, the best video you can you can imagine. For the record, uh, then, if you're driving, please don't close. Yeah, your eyes. please don't close your eyes. <laughs> That's this is a terrible idea. Okay, better idea. Better start. <laughs> I would implore you, go home, stop your car somewhere, go to Sonic, and just go buy a Sonic drink, and then. 
bring up YouTube and type in the birth of a dugout canoe. And it's by what the, 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 the makers or whatever is going to be called the Northmen. And it's these guys from, from Northern Europe, Saskatchewan or wherever Viking people, uh, Living deep in the mountains, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> is that where Saskatchewan is? I don't know. Yes, oh, okay. it's not Europe. Oh, <laughs> clear. Well, hey, hey, we're not here to talk about geography. That's your part too. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, no, like, go go watch this video. It, there's no words, which is great. And it's great music, and you just get to watch as these guys build a dug a, a canoe with their with hand tools, and and. I, I, you know, pour some coffee or something and you just watch this video before you go to bed or when you wake up and, and it's <laughs> the most peaceful video and it's the most get you fired up to go do some word working because it really is a beautiful to kind of see these guys work through uh, a log and they, and they envision the canoe and they kind of draw it out and stuff and then they methodically just start to shape it and, and these things and, um, that's my favorite video ever. Like it doesn't have to be woodworking. It's just my favorite video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the birth of a dugout canoe, that's, it's a great one. And, uh, and, and something like I, I, I even showed my dad and them and they're like, Oh, this is so incredible. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, I think we can, I think we can link that in the description. It's right. Okay. That will be in the description, everyone. But, uh, no, it, it's, it's, it is really just peaceful. Even if you don't like woodworking, it's just nice and peaceful. You're like, yeah, man. Yeah. Go put your hands to something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could do that. I couldn't do that. But I could do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's it's uh it's really fun. But so anything else you feel like adding? <clears throat> man, um yeah, I would just encourage anyone like no matter where you're at, what you're doing, like in terms of living situation, whether you're in your house and you've got a lot of tools or if you're in an apartment and you've got not much and you're itching to get your hands onto something and do some sort of woodworking, um, just, just go and try. Go and try. Uh, buy one or two tools. Uh, make, make something um, that, that gets you excited, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to build any wooden clocks with birds on that does not excite me. Um, <laughs> but, but I get really excited with the things that I love and, and, and enjoy. And, and, uh, and I would, if you try it and, and whether it's good or not, um, there's, there's some, there's some joy and, and it's a good feeling just to, just to know that you've, you've got that, you took that confidence to try it. You, you, you took that and, and, uh, and you found out more about yourself, more about what you can do, uh, how to do it better. And, uh, yeah. So I would just encourage anyone to, to go and try that. So cool. Joel, it's been awesome to have you. I think we say this every week, but I mean, it's just every week it's true. It's just like, you have opened a door of like, I just want to have you back to talk about more stuff. I think you've shown us why you, we want you to come back because Joel has lived the most interesting life and he just has so many crazy skills. It's awesome. And just amazing stories just to hear him talk about, tell stories is a good day. And luckily I get to hear them all the time. So I'm, I'm lucky, but I'd love to have you share them at some point. Um, 
but we really appreciate uh, you coming in and taking this time to, to get to woodworking. Thanks guys. I mean, I, I really appreciate it. I, I, uh, I, I get, I get kind of tunnel vision and I can just ramble on and stuff. Uh, but I, I do, I do love sharing stories and, um, you know, just who knows what, what others will, will glimpse and just grab, grab hold and then create even better things from and stuff and like, you know, that kind of thing. So, so yeah, really, really honored to, to be here. And, um, so yeah, would love to All come right. back. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, any suggestions for future episodes, or would like to be an expert on our show, please email us at 101guide to life at gmail.com or send us a voice recording through Anchor.